Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. Welcome to the Matthew Talks podcast, where we talk about inspiring stories, give practical advice, and a community of support for entrepreneurs. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Matthew Talks podcast. So thankful that you would join us today. Really excited. I've got a great friend of mine joining us today, Mr. Jake McGee. Jake, thank you so much for coming in and uh, just sharing your time. I know that's valuable. Uh, I appreciate that. And I'm hoping that as we dive into this conversation, get to know you a little bit and just your endeavors and your adventure in Waco and just kind of other areas of life, that that would inspire our listeners and they've gained something from that as well. That's awesome. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah, well, I'd love to go ahead and let you introduce yourself. Give us a little bit of an introduction of who Jake is and how we can go from there. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, right. So you obviously heard my name. Um, I'm not used to being on this side of a camera, so that's uh, got a little nerves coming here. So <laughs> apologize <laughs> all in good. advance. Um, yeah, my, my name is Jake McGee. I, um, I there's a lot to tell, uh, but I'll I'll condense this down. So. Um, I'm, I'm from Kansas originally, and I actually ended up wake, in Waco for school uh, at mm. Baylor. So went to Baylor, studied engineering, and um, I did ROTC there. So ended up mm-hmm. in the Air Force after that. Um, did four years in the, in the Air Force, and then um, was stationed in Florida. Mm-hmm. And after we were, uh, my wife and I were both stationed in Florida, and she was in the Air Force as well. Mm-hmm. Um, we got out and moved back to Waco. It was like 20... 15 somewhere in there and so we've been here since then um but wild you know um wild stories in between but basically you know uh filmmaking has been on my heart and my blood from the beginning and then i ended up studying engineering at baylor which i don't regret i promise but uh yeah so after i got out of the military um really you know trying to figure out like next steps and um felt like the Lord was just leading me to, to really kind of tap back into this dream mm-hmm. uh, that I put on the shelf for a long time. Cause I, I, you know, getting into college, my mom was like, Hey, you're going to go, you should study engineering because you know, it's safe. It's, you know, there's a good future in that and you're good at math. So yeah, it'll you give know. you stability. It's something that, you know, Oh, you don't have to worry about right. ever finding work if you're yeah. an engineer. Yeah, exactly. And I was like, Oh, you know, whatever, why not? And, um, and then the Air Force, of course, was paying a lot of money for engineers mm-hmm. back then. So yep. I was like, well, that's uh, that's an easy way to come to Baylor. Yep. I get out of Kansas. <laughs> no offense to Kansas. I promise. I love you. Um, but, yeah, I mean, so I had always really loved filmmaking. And I, I grew up with my, um, you know, with my family. And my dad was just really into into movies and how they, they're made and how they work. And I just get all these magazines of, you know, filmmaker magazines when I was a kid and just just picking stuff apart. And I thought that was kind of normal, you know, right. for growing up. And um, there was just something magical for me about going to the theater and, and just seeing something um, come to life. And then 
leaving the theater with just a new perspective, a new, like a new hope almost in like uh-huh. what, what the possibilities are, you know, in, in a story. And so, but anyway, like I said, I put that all on the shelf and, um, just kind of put my nose in the books and, um, study engineering. But then yeah, the Lord after, uh, I, I deployed. Um, and after I got back from my deployment, you know, I really felt like, you know, next steps, for Air Force wise, they have a very like linear kind of career for you. Okay. Um, so it's all set, set in stone pretty much. Um, you know, you're gonna do this, and you're gonna do this, you're gonna do this. So the next step for me was uh college, was getting my master's uh in engineering. So I'm like, okay, well yeah, sure, why not? And so uh I applied for that while I was deployed. So mm. come back from six months in the desert and uh to find out that my package had been lost. And oh, my no. commander was like, dude, this has never happened. Like, I've never seen this happen. It's just gone. Like, so because of that, I never met the board to get released from my career field to actually go and uh, go to school. And so what that did was it really put a weird spin on my career in the military because you really, it's so linear that if you get off that track, mm-hmm. uh, it's hard to find a good trajectory to kind of keep going. Wow. And so I was like, oh my gosh, what do I do? And so all these things flash in my mind, like, okay, well, I really, I really like to be operational while I was on the deployment. So I was like, well, maybe I'll transition and do something more operational, like, you know, work with some of the guys that were out in the field. Um, but that comes with a heavy toll. You know, they were three months, they were three months deployed. Uh, then they do three months of back and then three months of training and they would just do that cyclically for, you know, the past 10 years while I was there. It was insane. It's insane tempo. Um, that wasn't really like that was more of my gut reaction like oh mm-hmm. i'll show them i'll, I'll sure. do something cool right um but but really actually taking some time and the lord reminded me like hey your commandment's up did you know that <laughs> i was like I, I didn't think about that i never thought about this being a short-term thing mm. and um i'm like well, what do i do you know what would i don't even know what which way i would go um and then I, again, I felt like the Lord was gently reminding me, like, "Hey, you remember all this video stuff, film stuff? Like how that's like you've been dying to do that for so long. Like now's now's a good time." And it was wild because I got, um, you know, I I had actually been stationed with a buddy of mine from Waco who I graduated with, um, and we had both um, <laughs> been involved in the church, and he had really helped me out a lot um, in my college years. And so the Lord was gracious and he stationed us together. And so he had, he had prayed for me and I had a couple other friends pray for me and it kind of got a, a couple different people to, you know, just kind of wait on the Lord and see, you know, what the, what the future looked like. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he gave me this word. He's like, Hey man, I really feel like there's this warning for you uh, about, you know, like you either jump off this cliff or you, you, you kind of like um, when the, when the spies went into the land and they, they, they scouted out the land, they mm-hmm. came back with a fearful report mm-hmm. and then they could have entered the land then. Right. And, you know, started their journey there. But because of that bad report and because of their unbelief, they spent the next 40 years getting refined, you mm-hmm. know, in the desert. And so I, I felt like the Lord was like, Hey, I'm going to take you here no matter what. Um, but you can choose. You can either trust me now and face these giants and, and step out in faith or, you can wander in the desert for another 40 years. And my desert 
would have been, I thought, you know, like, like another engineering career or right, yeah, or whatever. To the extent of what you've already done. Yeah, and I, I was like, well, <laughs> I'm not going to be like them. I'm, I'm going to jump out and do this. And so, um, my wife and I both decided together to do that. And man, what a journey! Um, I could talk forever about that, but I want to kind of break it up. But um, anyway, I'll get into all that. But um, I, I have no regrets about any of any of those decisions or, or anything about how this came about, but just for a background, that's how I started my entrepreneurial journey. I thought, Oh, I need to be in film. I'll just go work for a film studio. I'll, you know, whatever. Yeah. Just jump on board with something that somebody was already doing. Yeah. I'm like, that's the easy route. Like yep. I can, I can serve somebody. Like right. I, I can figure that out. No problem. Mm -hmm. But the Lord like completely was like, nah, you're going to do your own thing mm. because I want it. And so, hence the name of my company, His Grace Productions. It's like this grace, this un like, yes, unmerited favor, but also the ability to take on something that I had zero experience in. By the way, I just was a fan, right? Wow. Yeah. So big deal. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, um, that's kind of the trajectory I, I walked. Um, lots of ups and downs from here to there, but yeah, yeah. In that journey, I know. I mean, one, thank you for your service because I I also come from having family members that have served in the army and different facets awesome. of military. So thank you. Yeah, absolutely. That's a big deal. And that's a huge sacrifice. And I have plenty of friends that have gone through, not to the extent what you've gone through, but something similar with basic training. Mm -hmm. And then the, the, con the consistency of you're very, very accurate with the, it is very linear. It's this, that, and here, yeah. this, that, and here, this, that, and here, and it's copy, paste, repeat. <laughs> it's like oh, they absolutely. have repetition down and they understand that repetition is the teacher and that yeah. that will set you on a path of your career being successful. You, you know, having the stability that you're desiring as the American dream, so to speak. Yeah. yeah. Um, so there's a lot of validity behind that. I want to, I would love to open up the conversation a little bit more about that side sure. and the transition between the two, Sure. because it sounds like there was, uh, I don't want to say conflict, but there was just tension oh, yeah. between the two because you're desiring one thing, but then you're practically in, mm. in this state of our world's culture trying to provide being everything that you can be. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. So I feel like there's some, yeah. there's depth there and I'd love for you to open sure. share some no, more about I, that. Well, and I, and I, I appreciate you asking too, cause it's, it's yeah. Being able to share stories like this, cause they don't always come out, you know, mm -hmm. um, uh, you, you think about them, but you, you don't necessarily articulate them often. Um, you know, I'd say you're absolutely right. There's a big, there's a big struggle there. And, um, man, so when I transitioned out of the military, it was a big deal. Like there was a class, they really wanted to make sure that like, you know, because military life, I mean, you have a base and on that base, you basically have everything you need. You've got a grocery store, you've got, you know, more or less a Walmart, we call it, you know, like a BX, a base exchange. Um, you, you've got gas stations, you've got libraries, you used to have a bowling alley, mm. you know, movie theater. I mean, like it, everything you need. Yeah, it's your <laughs> own society, right? Um, so what's wild is like back, I mean, originally it was built like that on purpose um, so that you'd stay on base. Like housing was on, on base. So your whole life, like your whole career, 20 years plus, like you could be on base and not really, mm. and, and that's your life. And so they had this like transition program to be like, Hey, 
this is how the real world works. Like this is where you could get your groceries and this is how you manage your bills even because the bill setup was even different, you know, mm-hmm. and the allowances that you would get um, for housing and for, you know, whatever else. Um, so, and then I, I lived off base. I, you know, I mean, I was, it wasn't as big a deal for me. So I was like, oh, this is kind of weird. Um, but th- all that to be said, there's such a culture there that's like, you could just completely be blindsided. And I think that's, there's a big reason why when people do transition out of the military, you know, or they come back from a deployment or, or then they transition to civilian life, it's so bumpy mm-hmm. because it's a whole nother world. I mean, we, we live in like a, a very different world and it's really hard to articulate that to, to anybody else. And it's not like a them and us kind of thing. It's just right. like, a, yeah, this is a wild experience, mm-hmm. you know? And it's, it's really hard to describe. And I would have never, it's like being a, a dad, Right. Yep. So you can explain it all day long and how much love you have for your kid and what that's like and, and everything. And and people can like, um, you know, empathize or try to. And then but until they're a parent. Right. You know, it, it's it's like, oh, the light comes on and there's yeah. no other way to turn that light on. And so mm, from a good. veteran perspective, like that's like it's a, a big deal. So going from a place of very, yeah, like very secure, very structured, like, hey, you're on base at, you know, 0700 and there's a you know the the reveille plays and you know you need to be on base by then and all the cars stop and if you're out you salute and you know it, and it's just all these rules and all this structure like down to the down to a team um and then you get out and there's no structure you're your own person you know uh it's like a, a kid transitioning from you know high school where parents are taking care of everything to college where it's like yeah. hey Make sure you're on class on time. <laughs> now you're responsible. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Don't uh, don't waste our money, right? Uh, you know, or your own money. However, you you know ended up doing that. So it, it's a uh, it's a. I got a lot of pushback from my commander, so I you know I I explained like I went in and th- this isn't me trying to uh, I don't know, be anything, but just for context, um, because I deployed as an engineer that's really rare in mm. our career field because there's just it's just not what happens you know a lot of engineers stick back and they you know and, okay. and not even their choice it's just the way that these deployments come about so i i really wanted to deploy when i uh, this is actually a miracle um i really wanted to deploy um when i was uh coming through rtc i wanted to serve in a real capacity ever since 9 11 like i was a freshman in high school um, when, when those towers were hit and I was like, I, I need to do something like I, I want to serve in some capacity and it wasn't a vengeance thing or anything. Mm-hmm. It was just like, this is, I have to answer my nation's call. Like there's, there's some way. And so I, it took me, uh, you know, five years of, uh, college and the rest of the high school, you know, to, to finally get to that point. But I, like the Lord put me in the one squadron in the one flight um, in, in the entire base that deploys an engineer wow. and I got selected and it took two years to train up for this deployment. Wow. So the Lord was just super gracious. And I, I felt like he was, you know, basically saying like, Hey, I honored your desire to go serve your country like this. Mm. Now it's your turn to honor me and do what I say. And I'm like, Whoa, <laughs> that's absolutely Lord. So I, I know it's kind of, tangential but um it really helped with all of the you know the stability versus the you know hey you're on your own go figure it out kind of thing um 
and my commander brought me in and I was ranked number one in my entire squadron at the time of my grade, my rank, um, coming out of there. And so, you know, he was very concerned of like, what are you going to go do? You know, mm-hmm. well, you're going to start a business. You're going to be, you're going to make videos, you know? And, um, he's like, look, I'm not going to let you go. Like, cause he has to approve my, you know, my papers to leave. So he's like, I'm not going to let you go. You have to come up with a business plan. You have to present it to me and all this stuff. And, um, and, and they didn't understand the faith piece, you know, like that, you know, hey, the Lord's called me to do this and I'm just stepping out and this is what I'm supposed to do. So I understand that you don't get that, but I've got to do it. And uh, so having that conversation with a colonel is uh, is an interesting experience. Yeah, I'm sure. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just like, and again, like in a colonel, you know, they've been in for close to 20 years at that point, mm-hmm. And uh, if not more, and that's the life they know. It's like assignment to assignment every four years. Like I, I move to another place or another job, you know, take my family with me and we do the thing again, you know, and, and again, that linear career path. Um, and so trying to be a young guy and say, you know, I'm going to step out on a limb here. Um, yeah. it, there was some confrontation, yeah, not, not goes, bad. But. No, but it goes against the grain mm-hmm. of what's been instilled, taught and te- teached throughout the years of, this is the structure. This is the system. This is the process. Right. And whenever we get complacent yes. in the process, then we lose that component of being obedient and faithful to stepping out of the boat, so to speak. Absolutely. And trusting that intuition. And what we like to say is just that that inner voice of the Lord saying, hey, will you walk with me? Yeah. Yeah. And man, I, <laughs> I. I thought it was going to be so easy. Uh, I was like, I was kind of like, Oh God, rude awakening coming. Oh dude. I, cause I was kind of like, I wasn't mad at my commanders and stuff, but I was like, what's the deal? Like these guys don't anything about Mm -hmm. business either. Like, what are they going to, you know? And, um, they're like, Oh, it's a lot of hard work and all that stuff. And I'm like, sure. I mean, I work hard every day. Like what's the big deal? Like I'm used to hard work. I'm used to hard things. Like I don't, whatever. So, you know, I kind of stepped out there in my, you know, my naivety, um, and oh, fell hard mm. on my face because I was like, "Well, gee, the Lord told me to do this. Like, this is gonna be easy, you know. Like, duh, He's gonna be right there with me. He's gonna be showing me everything to do. As long as I listen and obey and do the things, like this is gonna be a cakewalk, no problem. I'm gonna make money in no time. Yeah, <laughs> and and the Lord has been so gracious with me and my family." um over the years but yeah it that is really the juice of the story i mean it's just his faithfulness my failures to my successes and um yeah just the just like the the fact that like we have these constructs in our mind of like how mm-hmm. things should go right you know like the american dream or mm-hmm. whatever be the the star youtuber or you know, whatever the, the pinnacle is for you. Um, but yeah, the Lord is interested in things that are so much more important and like that carry so much more weight. Um, and I, it's hard in the middle of it to really appreciate those things. She's like, yeah, yeah, this journey kind of really sucks. I really mm-hmm. wish I was on the other side of this by now. Um, but it's like, once you're there, 
to a place of some success, whatever that is, it's really those places in the journey where it's like, man, that's really like, those are where the memories are. Those are the sweet spots. Those are the places you go back when you, you need a refreshment uh, for your soul or from the Lord, or whatever, like where it's like, no, I remember when I was down and out where I, I thought that everything was going to fall apart. Yeah. And he reminded me of this, or he showed up this way, or this big client came through out of nowhere and nothing I did had nothing to do with me. Yeah. It was all, you know, and like, that's what you build your life off of, right. you know, for any future things that come about. But anyway, it's interesting that you say that because I think I can even relate personally to, you know, long life. We have this expectation of we've seen God move. We've seen him perform miracles or situations where he's provided. And you're like, wow, that was amazing. Like, praise God that's impacted my life. And then there's other seasons where you're like, okay, this is how he's going to do it. And then it's like, like you said, just fall flat on your face. And when that happens, we question whether or not what we heard Mm -hmm. or believed. And I think it's, it's a healthy balance of, you know, when we position ourselves and we align ourselves with what the Lord is doing. And this takes a lot of humility and just a lot of, uh, I think, self-awareness in a way of not self-help, but as in knowing who I am and knowing how I gravitate towards things and when things get difficult and when things are easy. Oh, I'm just going to play the easy card and the Lord's got me. He's like, well, actually, I'm actually hoping that you would learn a lesson through this. Will you go through the water, the deep end with me? I'm I'm there. I'm not going to let you drown. But you still need to learn how to swim on your own. Oh, absolutely. And so I think this is a beautiful depiction of, okay, like coming out the gate. All right, I'll show you, Colonel. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. And if, oh, man, if he watches this, God bless you, sir. I'm sorry. <laughs> right. And I think, but that's a beautiful side of how the Lord uses those moments where we don't realize how much pride is oh, buried gosh, within no. us until we think or until that moment like this happens where, Oh, I've got this. I can do this. Yeah, and then we start leaning on our own strength and then we disregard his strength. And what, you know, I love the, the, the scripture where it talks about in our weakness, he is our strength. Yes. yes. And I think that is more of by any means, just humbling ourselves and saying, you know, I can't do this on my own. I have to, I, there is nothing else I'd rather do mm-hmm. than lean in, press in, and and learn and glean from what the Lord has for me. And if there's pride in me, Lord, uproot that. Yeah, if there's selfishness, show me how to be a servant. Yeah, you know, there's so much within that. You know, a scripture that it reminds me of is in Psalms fifty-one, twelve, where it says, "Restore the joy of my salvation mm-hmm. and yeah. create in me a willingness." Yes, and just like wow. If yeah. we're willing, yeah. If we're willing, yeah. And in this instance, you're like what you've painted in your story. You were willing, yeah. You didn't necessarily know the weight behind what was about to happen, no. But I believe in those moments, and you can kind of speak more to this and move, kind of go from there, yeah. And how that willingness has grown and blossomed into what it is now as His Grace production, and kind of yeah. begin that story. How is that willingness in that moment of saying, "No, I've got to do this"? Mm. How did that set you up? Gosh, man. Yeah, that's a great question. Um, you know, I think that there's so that, so I don't want to jump around too much here, but it's, it's dangerous when 
um, you know, you have this thing, this desire that's been burning in your heart for ever, you know, since you were a kid. And, and it's good, right? You know, the Lord's mm-hmm. put it there. It's it's part of who you are. It's your DNA. Um, but, like, the, the dangerous, um, I'd say, piece of it is, like, what you decide, like, when the Lord gives you the chance to taste of it and to be a part of it, um, you know, you decide, like, oh, right, finally, my chance, like, the Lord's opening it up, I'm gonna, like, I'm gonna be the filmmaker, I'm gonna make, you know, like, all these movies, and, and I'm gonna have my studio, I'm gonna work with my dad, we're gonna do special effects, like, it's just all these things popping in your head, but then, like, if you're not careful, it becomes about that, mm. you know, it becomes about, like, look at me, yeah. I, and, and it's so subtle, like, like, you talked about that pride, like, like, rooting it out, it's because we don't see it in ourselves, right? I mean, like, if you would have asked me back then, it's like, are you prideful? I'd be like, no. Like, look at me. I'm right. laying my life down for what the Lord has told me to do. But pride was all over me. Mm-hmm. Um, I even looked back at, like, old emails from back then because I was digging for something. And I read one of the emails I had sent to to one of my bosses. And I was like, holy cow, what, what were you doing? You know, like, mm-hmm. past Jake. Like, this is just rife with with arrogance and and pride and and um things that i just didn't see uh all these blind spots and the lord is just again so gracious but all that to be said you know i i fell into that trap of i i was like no i'm gonna make this work i'm gonna do it and instead of you know and i would seek the lord every day on it but it wasn't about seeking the lord it was about um, really needing the lord to help me do this thing that i want to do Yep. And there's it's a subtle mm-hmm. difference, right? Mm-hmm. The subtle difference of being like, you know, you, you and I hanging out because, you know, like I enjoy you and I want to, you know, right. let's go, let's go chat and let's see what's up because I, I want to see what's up with Matthew versus like Matthew's got this baller podcast and like I want to go hang out with him and see what he can do for me. And and like you, it, it is so subtle and sometimes you don't even pick up on it, but like that's how it can be with the Lord. Like it's yep. just, do you want to be with me? So good. Do you want to be with me? Or do you just need me to satisfy your desires? Like, and I will, but like, if it's about that, I got to fix that first. Mm -hmm. And so the Lord took me on a very long journey of, of that. Um, and he was faithful to do it and it's still a process, but, um, back to your original question, my willingness, um, to, to step out, like he absolutely rewarded and he put people in my path. Um, I got, like, I, again, I had zero camera experience or anything, but he put me, like, in touch with with a, a church there in Florida that let me run cameras, then they let me direct, and then, like, it just kind of blossomed into, hey, I we need you to go. Uh, we're opening up another church at Panama City Beach. We want you to be the production lead and, like, start it all up from scratch. I was like, whoa. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <And> like, <laughs> sure. And I had a zero background. Right. Like, so the Lord was just like, you know, rewarding that willingness and also equipping me and training me. Like, uh, our pastor in, uh, in Tessin would always say, it was, uh, he doesn't, um, he doesn't call the equipped, he equips the called, you know, and he'd always say that. And I was like, yeah, but yeah, he's right. You know, I was not equipped, but in the process, like he would equip me with, for these things. And I teamed up with a guy, he was just an amazing guy who was doing production at the church and he did weddings on the side. Mm-hmm. And so, man, he, he's like, Hey Jake, you know, this is a camera you should get. Like, here's a package, here's a lens package. Like, 
um, come with me. Like you can come with me and, and I'll teach you to shoot weddings. And like, he just mentored me uh, and he was fantastic at what he did. And just the, uh, of telling those stories and uh, his eye for detail and for the art um, and his joy of just honestly telling those stories of, of weddings. And it just taught me a lot of excellence. Yeah. And, um, and, but that was like a six months crash course in like camera exposure, like, you know, all of the, all of the things, um, editing so many weddings. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, um, you know, and it was just, it was a really, it was a really cool time that the Lord, yeah, he rewarded that willingness. Um, but then when it was like, okay, you know, that's like getting you by, but really what I've called you to do, right. Is tell these stories. And so jumping off in that sphere, it was like, great. I, this is what I'm here to do. So I start trying to make short films and, um, you know, write all this stuff that's in my head and, and like stuff I've had for years. And I was trying to like put it out there and, um, it was just awful, just yeah. garbage. I make garbage. <laughs> and uh because it was my first stuff and um i didn't think it was garbage at the time right i was like oh man you know why am i not getting like the response and i was making zero dollars off it right so putting all my you know and i had no idea how to make money off of it you know and and the reason that's important right is sustainment yep right sustaining my family Mm -hmm. like so my wife is still in the military at this time so she is like bringing in the income you know and like she sees me just like running around with the camera you know and i you know what so that's a huge burden to put on her, you know, and that thing that I was not, you know, paying attention to. And so anyway, that's just kind of like, I'd say the on-ramp to this journey, right? you know, into what does it really mean to be an entrepreneur? Because it's like, you can be a filmmaker, which is great. But like, if you're an entrepreneur, you're somebody who's building a business and that's like what we're called to do, like you have to really understand that. And I, I would stiff arm those things initially. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. I'm a, I'm a video guy. I'm a video guy. I don't need to learn all the other stuff. I'm just a video guy. And like that just destroyed me. You know, it, it just, there's no way to make money when you do that because you, you, you're, you're stiff arming the very thing the Lord is trying to teach you. And, uh, and, and really entrepreneurship is all about like service, you know, like, mm-hmm. like the best you know, businesses out there are the ones that serve their, yep. their people the best. You know, yeah. and, um, and and just answer those needs and like have the products that that serve their people in a way that's just like, yeah, it's 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 awesome. It's awesome to look at it like that. And I wish I had had that from the beginning, you know, and, and the Lord was gracious. He put entrepreneurs in my path. I just I had my own, you know, preconceived notions of what what this journey should look like. Mm. And, um, you know, and, and I work with filmmakers now, like I'm, I'm a coach um, for a program called uh, six figure filmmaker um, in a cinema mastery. And I coach every Friday um, and taking filmmakers through the same journey of like, Hey guys, like you guys are great. What you're making is awesome, but you have to know that if you're an entrepreneur, if you're building a business off of this, you have to serve, you have to be a servant of your, your people, like of whoever your market is. Yep. And, and once that clicks and that mindset, you know, that mindset shifts, that's when we see all the success. But. I love that because I think, you know, you, you look across the board at some staple places, you know, Chick-fil-A. Mm-hmm. What, what do you know them for? Their service. Yeah. Thank you. My pleasure. Yeah. Right? It's, it's quick. It's there. And you go across the board. There's other, there's other things you can look at and say, yes, when you're service focused, 
I think that provides the best value for your customer. When you're product focused, then you're just focused on the product. So, okay, this microphone is the best thing on the market for you right now. And it doesn't really matter how yeah. you're trying to solve their need or, you know, see how it's going to best fit them. You're just trying to sell the product. That's different than providing a service and valuing the people. Well, of you. absolutely. It's like, it's a very important shift because it's, when it's all about you, right. And, and I work with businesses a lot making, you know, ads for them and things like that. And, and one of the first things we have to shift is like when they want to make a video, they come to come to you with an idea. 99% of the time it's about them, the video, the perspective, everything is about them and what they want to communicate to you. But what they don't realize and what we, we work really hard to kind of shift the perspective on is, Hey, people, whenever they watch something, they want to be, um, they want to be able to put themselves in that person's shoes mm. and see what they would do in response to whatever situation you're putting them in. And that's like the power and the principle of story, right? We, and that's why I feel like Jesus was just used these parables so much because that's how we're made to kind of understand things. And so whenever we put something in front of somebody, like a video, we want to say like, Hey, this guy, uh, he's a, he's a business owner. Uh, he's a lawyer. He's a business owner, whatever. I'm not a lawyer. And he's talking to me about lawyer things. Like I don't relate to that. Like I'm, this isn't for me. I'm doing something mm -hmm. else. Right. But when I look at a video and I see a guy in their thirties, who's mm -hmm. an entrepreneur, who's working really hard. He's got, you know, three kids and is, you know, and then, and then the product is helping him do something in his life that he really wants help with. I'm all over that. Yeah. And I give you my attention because I can see myself and I say, Oh, I wouldn't do that, but I do this. And I can see how that product fits into my life. Yeah, it's instinctive to, to see how it plays a part and how it solves a problem, so to speak. Yeah. That you face as a consumer. A hundred percent. And that's when you, sorry, that's when you see the shift in, um, in engagement. Right. Because we have all these metrics, right, to, right. to measure performance of, of video and things like that. I'm not, I'm not trying to geek out too much here, but the, you know, when you when you start relating to people like that's when you see people start commenting and relating and, and like engaging with the content that you're making, because mm. it's like it's hitting excuse me, it's hitting the note that they're they're really. Yeah, that 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 resonates with them. And, right. and we all feel it. It's it's very um, it's very visceral. It's very raw. It's emotion like. Um, and, and video is such a great, um, I guess on ramp for, for conveying emotion. Mm. Um, and, and emotion is like the most powerful mechanism for, for relating any, any kind of buying relationship. Like if, if there's any kind of buying engagement, like right. emotion is the place to go. Um, because we all make those decisions in our subconscious to buy something or do something or it, to make some movement in the direction that we want to go. Right. And if there's no emotion there, if it's all calculated and I'm an engineer guys, so <laughs> I know how it works. I'm a very analytical person as well, but it just, it, it, uh, it, it doesn't relate. Like we, we back up our decisions that we've made on emotions with, um, with, with information to justify it. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, I know I want to do this. I don't want right. to buy this Ferrari. But how am I going to justify that to my wife? Yeah, see, <laughs> and that's, be, that's oh. the big difference is I think as you were saying that, I thought of uh, emotional influence or emotional impulses mm -hmm. is how we typically most likely buy something or make a decision, whether it's career, relational, 
you know, you're going to buy something or if you're going to go get food, mm-hmm. it all kind of stems from an emotional oh, state. Absolutely. And then because you're not thinking about the mathematical influence of like, oh, well, if I spend seven I minutes, mean, some people no. do, but yeah, majority goes back to emotional, absolutely. how you feel and what you're, what you want in that moment to make you feel better. Absolutely. And, and I've talked to a lot of people like, no, no, I, I'm a very analytical you know, person. And right. I was like, yeah, I know. But like when that one thing that you've desired all your life, like that we, we find that thing like emotionally that you mm-hmm. connect with, like you're, you're just like everybody else. It's just like things that I don't care about. I can be extremely analytical about, yeah. you know, like w- whatever it may be. And, and a good example is um, a buddy of mine. Um, he, I, I work with him and he, uh, he just took a trip back to his home in, 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 uh, in Boston. And so, um, he, he had some friends that were kind of converging in the same area at the same time. And he was there for a week and he comes back and he's like, yeah, I signed a lease in Boston. I'm headed back. And I'm, I'm like, okay, like, where are you going to work? Like, what, what's your plan? Like, mm-hmm. how are you going to transition out? He's like, oh, I don't know. And I'm like, you know, you could have made the same decision to move back, delayed it, maybe a month or two and then got another job lined up and actually had your job here and there compete to keep you and then get a mm-hmm. higher salary. And now you're moving into something that's like set, like that's the analytical approach. But what right. happened was like, he made a, an emotional decision for right or wrong. Sure. It's like, this is, I want to do this. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and that's just kind of how, how this plays out. So all that to be said, like my journey in filmmaking for, uh, you know, from making short films to to making ads for for businesses and telling stories, you know, it was this interesting uh, interesting path of like, okay, most businesses want to want to come and like they're like, let me just tell you my story, mm-hmm. right? Like I'm doing right now, um, and you may or may not relate to me on, on this, right. and um, and I, I can sit here and talk about myself and blah 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 blah, but once they, you know, it's story brand. The, that book does a really good job of, of painting this picture. But, you know, the, the minute that you flip the script and, and you start talking about, the, you know, the client or, you know, that person you're talking to as the hero of the story and how you're just, you know, mm-hmm. a guide, right? Um, not to overemphasize all that. But, I mean, I, I really think that that's really what helped us transition, you know, as a business right. um, and and make these films and, and, and really – study the buying decisions and, and why emotion is so important and how to convey emotion in film um, to, you know, really get the businesses their return. And I, I, I think that's, you know, from a, from a servant perspective, that's what really ate my soul was wow. like, people would come to me, they'd say, make me a video, you know, and they'd talk about themselves in front of the camera. And I put that out there and they'd be really into it. Like, yeah, this looks great. I look great. Like I'm, I'm saying what I need to say. It's, it's a self-focus, yeah. not an external focus. Yeah, and it would do nothing. Mm. It would never move the needle ever, 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 ever. And it was wow. just like, hmm, what is happening here? And so that's when that research and everything started to kick off. And it's like, oh, let's flip the script. And then that's when we started seeing success. Mm. And that's when, you know, like it started, you know, really changing the ROI. Like, oh, I'm getting calls now. I'm getting, you know, whether like whatever the video's purpose was, like I, I'm hiring the employees. I finally want to hire. I'm, 
you know, I'm getting the jobs that I need to because I'm putting this out in front of the people who are, you know, um, selecting these different people for these contracts. And I'm winning now because they they can relate anyway. Mm-hmm. No, I think that's beautiful because it, it really paints the picture of uh, I, I love storytelling. I love I mean, obviously there's plenty of stories in the Bible, but I love those stories and how they break down and how that story is timeless. It's the same way with when you're looking at somebody in a business, I honestly think, you know, it talks about how when we work, we should work to honor the Lord. Yeah, absolutely. And whenever we're working, that doesn't give us a free pass to be like focused on us. Right. It's a invitation. Absolutely. And a, I think a responsibility because we have an opportunity to reach more people uh-huh. Uh-huh. as a business. And I think there's a bridge that's been missing and it's a kingdom bridge between entrepreneurship or small business or business yeah. and kingdom yes. and how those are intertwined Absolutely. because he doesn't say go to your nine to five and be a, a boss and just tell people what to do. And they come home and be a, hu- a loving husband, a loving father. Yeah. No, those, those traits and things that he's developed in us and instilled in us are a across the board in every area of our life. Yes. Type thing. Absolutely. It's not compartmentalized. Yeah. Like, yes. Yeah, like mm-hmm. it, who you are is not compartmentalized, uh, re- whether you're, you know, at your nine to five or you're, you know, doing your entrepreneurship thing or you're with your family. Yeah, absolutely. I completely agree. It, you you bring the kingdom with you and like that's the beauty of it. Like and then the Lord gets to just do whatever he wants to do in those areas because mm-hmm. he's like with you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so wild, wild, <laughs> wild journey for sure, man. Well, I'd love to just kind of just recap and kind of sure, let yeah, you do yeah. a little uh, synopsis of cool. just like where his grace production is, when it started, kind of how that's been going over the years and just give a little bit of yeah. overview. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, there, there's just, it, it's been such a wild journey, like I said. I mean, this uh, started the business back in like, you know, 2015 and started in Florida. And then when we moved here, I had to re-up it and like start mm-hmm. from scratch right. uh, here in Texas. And so that was that was wild. Um, uh, and I, I kind of alluded to some of the problems that we we'd had in, in my focus, um, and where it had been, it had been broken, you know, I was what I was worried about the most. And, um, yeah, to be just completely vulnerable, like it really took a, a huge toll on, on my, my life, like my marriage, like I, I things I just didn't see, um, I, you know, and how like, how I felt like I was being selfless, but really I was being so selfish. Mm. Um, and I didn't see like the burden that I was putting on my family to like keep this thing alive. That just wasn't like hitting the notes it needed to for, for how much money you need to bring in to, to take care of my family. Yeah. And, and that's not what I was focused on. I wasn't, uh, I mean, I did things to try and like, um, you know, make money, but I was like more focused about the product or whatever. Sure. And I just missed the, missed the mark. And so, um, when, when, you know, COVID kicked off, you know, we were rocking and rolling and I had hired a business coach and that really, oh, that was amazing. It's actually the program I coach for now. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just, it just completely shifted my mindset, helped me understand the business side and helped me make amazing films, uh, that would actually help my clients. And so, that just started this this new trajectory with my business but it was like it was still taking a while to like it was building but right. as it was building and like kind of i'd say at the pinnacle where it was like starting to like be consistent 
COVID hit, I was like, ah, no big deal. I'll just keep pressing, you know, like, and, and I had made a deal with my wife. It's like, Hey, look, if, and it was before COVID hit in 2020, I was like, look, if we're not in this dollar mark, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to do something different. I'm going to get, I'm going to go back to engineering. I'm going to do whatever I need to, to take care of the family and take this burden off you. Mm. And so, you know, February, I'm, I'm booked solid. March comes around and then boom, you know, COVID hits. And I was like, Whoa. and so, you know, and not to just blame, you know, COVID, but like, it was a, you know, it was a thing. Yes, <laughs> it was. Yeah. And, and, and so I really tried to work through that. And I mean, we did, we did work. Um, but it just, it did hurt us. And, um, I was like, you know, this, I'm gonna hold up my end of the deal here. Like, mm-hmm. Lord, you like, and, and, and really like, I thought it was be the most devastating thing to like go back to engineering because I, fa- I was a failure and I, I messed all this stuff up and I, and I just didn't fulfill the dream that the Lord had called me to. And, um, man, the Lord is so gracious and kind and understanding and brought like just the right people in my path to be like, you're not failing here like you know you like i'm taking care of you like i'm the one protecting your family like Mm -hmm. this blind spot that you had like that you didn't realize how your wife was suffering like i'm gonna show you because i was mad i was like lord i did all this for you Mm -hmm. and like you're gonna like you're gonna kick my marriage in the guts like why would you do that and and like again so kind (laughs) He just showed me like, Hey, look, no, I, you would have never caught this. Right. I, I opened this up so that you would see, Mm. and then you're making the right decision. And, and I'm like, okay, fine. Like, cool. I'm just going to shut this down. And like, I mean, as I was going to, I, I just accepted an offer with L3, um, to, to be an engineer again. And, um, that same week, a production company out of Virginia beach called, um, like came in, like found my video and was like, Hey dude, what are you doing? Like, this is some awesome stuff. Like we want to come in and set up shop in Waco and like, we'd love you to, you know, think about being like our lead guy here, like, mm-hmm. you know, being, you know, working for us basically. And, and it was more, salary than I'd ever gotten. I was like, Lord, what are you doing? <laughs> like, I just said yes to this engineering company and you've got like the dream production job. And they and it wasn't like some fluff production company. I mean they they had done stuff with, uh, do stuff for uh Under Armour and Six Hour and like all these brands that right. like are very like in in Navy SEAL Foundation. So all mm-hmm. the military stuff I'm like all all about. Like I love what they did. I love their content and it was just like a dream come true. And I was just like kind of blown away. I'm like, what, why? <laughs> but it, you know, it, it's just, it just goes to show you that like, it's not linear. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and, and you don't have to have it all figured out. Right. And like, as long as you live open handed to what the Lord's bringing before you, like, it's good. It's good. And like, you don't have to have paralysis of making decisions. Like I took the engineering job because like, I prayed about it. I prayed about it with my wife and like, I, I knew that's what we were supposed to do. And I already had said yes to them, like honor my commitment. And so, um, but like the wild thing was like my job 
at the engineering firm was four tens. So I'd work four days a week, 10 hours a day, and every Friday would be open and weekends. So I'm like, oh, I still have some time to do production. But I was like, Lord, I'm, I'm down to shut it down completely. Like, just kill it. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, you know, I, I just, I want to focus on what's important and like taking care of my family. And like, if you bring this back up in the future, perfect. Let's, right. let's rock it. But, you know, that year um, that I took the job with L3, I had my best production year ever i i grossed more than i ever had um in my entire you know time and that was like 2020 and i had started Mm -hmm. in 2015 so you know five years of just grinding i i had my best year ever wow and uh i did like a quarter of the work yeah because the lord is just is faithful come on you know and again like i said i'm willing to shut it down but the lord's like no 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 like here's some time here's some things but keep the main thing the main thing like Mm, you're dead now right like your your family's important like carve that time out like don't get so ate up with like the vision of what this could be or what it will be in the future just like live in the moment and serve the people i've given you to serve and like if i give you an idea be faithful in it like just love me be with me let's do this together and i think that's my biggest takeaway is like I never wanted to do this alone. Mm. You know, I never wanted to do any of this alone. And the Lord, like, like having, like I I talked about earlier about how I really wanted my dad. He's really good sculptor, like really into special effects. He, he really got me into movies initially. And, um, and I just, (laughs) I love him to death. Um, and I always wanted that to like be the thing, like he'd do special effects and I would make the, the films and, um, and it's just not kind of coming to me, but it's like, man, I still like, I still get to work with my father and like, like the most creative being in the, you know, mm-hmm. ever. Uh, and, and like to teach me how to tell stories, to teach me how to be creative, to teach me how to help people, to teach and like to learn with him and like have fun in the, in the process. And so uh, I'd say wh- where we are now, it's like, you know, yeah, I'm a, I'm a full time, um, systems engineer at l3 harris i work on um i work on some cool stuff i got yeah i got top secret clearance i work on some crazy junk it's mm-hmm. like a whole nother world right it's really cool yeah and then i also make some awesome films and mm-hmm. we're working on a new project right now that we're in the process of fundraising for that um we're open hopefully launching in in uh next april around easter time but it's uh it's it's very gospel driven and it's uh it's just a really really cool project but it's like man the heart's desire is like you know being fulfilled there and i've got two kids and uh, a third on the way and my marriage is stronger than it's ever been in my entire life and you know it's nothing i did right you know like yeah i said yes to the journey and like but only because the Lord graciously got me to the place where I could say yes. Come on. You know what I mean? Right. And so we, we worry and like, you know, like the scripture about the sparrows and, and all that, about worrying about what we're going to eat, what we're going to wear and Come those on. things that, are, that matter to us. Mm-hmm. Um, even to the point of like, my family is so important to me. Like I, you know, I, I come from a divorced family and it's like, I just never want that for my family ever, yeah. ever, ever. Um, and the Lord honored, honored that, wow. you know, to keep everything, to, to never let me get to that point. Um, and I don't know. It's just, 
if y'all get anything out of this chat, like you, you just don't have to do anything alone. And the Lord, like whatever your passion is, whatever your joy is, whatever, like whether it's, whether it's your nine to five or whether it's entrepreneurship, like, or whether it's a mix, like I'm doing, like you don't have to be painted into a corner. Like you can enjoy, and the Lord wants you to enjoy the things that he's built you for. And you are not what you do. Like you're so much more than that. Yes. Like you're really not, yes. it's not it. Like you have good days, you have bad days. I make great stuff. I make horrible things, but that doesn't define me. Mm -hmm. Like the Lord has made me. And like, uh, I think, I think I heard this at Bethel, uh, a Bethel sermon or something, but um, it was uh, basically like, you know, calling out the good in you, um, like the things that you, you're going to do that maybe you haven't done yet. And like, it's like, well, how can I say I'm this when I produce, you know, I haven't produced anything. Like, how can I say I'm like greatest filmmaker ever and I haven't made anything or, yeah. or whatever your, your case is in entrepreneurship or, you know, maybe you're a writer or, or whatever you're doing. Just, you know, it's in you, but you haven't made the thing yet. So you can't feel like you can call yourself into that. Right. But, uh, anyway, it, um, the, the thing the sermon talked about was basically like, well, if you're an apple tree and you, you know, you haven't borne any fruit yet, like, does it change that you're an apple tree, right? You're still an apple tree, like still mm -hmm. a you, like there's nothing, like you're never going to create a pear, right? Like <laughs> you're going to make apples. You can make amazing apples, yeah. but like, even if they haven't come to fruition yet. So like you can still be come uh, on. like who God's called you to be. And that's, that's what's so awesome. It's like, that's not a shaky ground. I think society yeah. right now, it's like, oh, there's shaky ground on who you are. Like you're, you're either what you do or what you say or what you, you are on social media or what you, you know, what business you've built or failed at building um, or you're an engineer or you're an artistic person. I can't tell you how many people try to paint me in a corner of, oh, you're an engineer. You can't think artistically. Oh, you're an artist. You're a filmmaker. You don't know anything about math or, or putting right. together a system or, or understanding electrical engineering. It's like, why? Why let yeah? Why put you in a box and limit why? you to yeah. just what? why? Why not just mm. let the Lord build Come what on. He wants to build Come in on. you? You know, so enjoy, enjoy being who God's made you to be, and because it's a rich life, it's a rich life. And if it's not rich for you right now, like, like He has it for you, and like there are things mm -hmm. to do to get to that point. Yes. So, I love. I'm gonna recap three things sure. uh, that are a couple of things. One that I found super powerful and that was, I think is really key and important for people to recognize is throughout your whole journey, you have people of influence Absolutely. that you trusted and that you leaned into, that you asked to pray for you, that you were in communication, that helped speak life. Proverb talks about surrounding yourself with wise counsel. Absolutely. And so I love that. Um, two, knowing that, you know, when you mentioned the apple tree, it's making sure that you know your identity in Christ. Because when you know your identity in Christ, then there is no limitations on what you can do because you're waiting for the Lord uh -huh. to direct you and to lead you in those circumstances and situations and the trials and the the, the valleys. And then you're going to the mountaintops. But mm -hmm. even with, on the mountaintops, it's the same thing. It's like, no, I, I know who I am. Yes. And this isn't going to be forever. Yes. And I'm going to enjoy the journey yes. because my shepherd is with me. Yes. And he's leading me. Oh, so and I love that you've beautifully illustrated how to really press in and uh, challenge yourself to hear his voice mm. in these moments of, ah, I don't know what to do, yeah, yeah. but be still and know that yeah. I am God. And I think there's a lot of power behind that when we just take a moment 
and believe and trust the decisions that we've made with trusting the Lord. Because in those moments is when you're going to see the the will. I I love the fact that this whole word of willingness has played through Mm -hmm. this whole story and just been weaving in and out um, and how it's blessed your life in the sense of, okay, man, I've had the most income that I've ever had in my life because I was willing to serve the Lord. I've had my marriage is as strong as it's ever been because I've been, I've been willing to serve the Lord. And in the, in the midst of what I mean by serving, I mean by saying, Lord, what is it in me that you have, that you have, uh, you haven't perfected or that you haven't finished the work in me because we are constantly being refined and defined in our day to day. And I think that's super evident. And I'm really thankful that you're willing to share your story because I know that people need that encouragement. Um, and there's a lack of it right now mm. in this, this time to, to hear the, the, um, moments of trial by fire. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> because we can look at how the, the linear line, Oh, I just got to do this to get this many followers or, Oh, I got to yeah. do this to get the, the income I need, or I just got to make this many sales right. or I just need to know the right people. Right. Absolutely. There's just all these different linear things that we're constantly being one nudged to do, mm. but then, Oh, I just, I need to make this happen so that it's good. It's good. And then in the midst of trying to scramble, it's not good. It's our own work. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, I think that was one of the pitfalls I fell into. Cause like this culture of like, you just got to grind it out. You just gotta mm-hmm. be tough. You just gotta keep pressing and, and working hard and yeah. like, it's going to come to fruition. And it's like, yeah, but that's not the point. Um, it's really not. And mm-hmm. you can do that and lose your family. You can do that. And, uh, and, and get and succeed but like when you succeed in one thing like was it worth it like was right. what you lost and yeah. is that really what the lord has you know like the, the scripture says right like when it's when there's something from the lord like he adds to you and he doesn't add any sorrow to it like a blessing from him he doesn't add any sorrow to it so it's like okay i'm gonna choose to believe that and so i'm gonna do this his way even if it doesn't make sense to me right now like by spending 95 percent of my time doing engineering and then doing video stuff mm-hmm. even though i know i'm called to do this in the future right um i'm still gonna do it this way because like i much rather stop thinking i got it figured out come on you know what i mean yep. and just and let him take over and it, man one one quick story and then i'll i'll, I'll stop but the, so the other thing that i i feel like in my journey here has been you know just this uh battling with disappointment because it's like I think like, okay, I've got this figured out and the Lord's told me to do something or, you know, I've, I've got the next piece figured out. And so if I just do this, all the windfall is going to come and mm-hmm. the rest is going to come on the other end and I'm going to, you know, check the box and, and boom, I'm successful. Um, and I, I like once season, I was like, okay, I am going to do, I'm going to do lead generation. I'm just going to do it. And so I, you know, I had like uh, some cards that I made and some videos and stuff, but I just, you know, knowing what I know now, I just kind of went about it the wrong way. But I, 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 wrote, I went and I looked up uh, the top 30 marketing companies uh, around the area. So in, in Fort Worth and Dallas and in Austin, and I just showed up like I just drive up there and like go to like X amount a day and just knock on their doors and just talk with people. Oh my gosh, I hated every second of it. <laughs> but oh, like, like like the Lord did like a lot in me in that in that period. And I was like, oh, whatever, I'm just gonna do the work and you know, good things will come of it. And I just I just went about it in such a 
like a, a non-intelligent way mm-hmm. um you know in terms of like well why didn't i go to the marketing company so something they, they could really use you know instead of just like hey i'm a filmmaker like i'm here to help you know right um and but it taught me so much and like just the faithfulness of the lord and like it really felt like stepping into the land and like being surrounded by giants you know yeah. and just like oh my gosh what do i do here and like even in that um and the relationships i did make off that were were, were great and what it taught me and what i what I use to teach other filmmakers now and like, man, being willing to like step out there and, um, you know, be vulnerable and, and fall on your face. Mm-hmm. Like, even though I didn't do it the smartest way, like the Lord still honored it and taught me so much about like, Hey, like you're out there to get money and work for you. You're not actually out there trying to help these marketing companies, yeah. you know, solve their problem. Right. If you did that, be different, a different solution, you know, mm-hmm. different answer, different response. So anyway, just a, a quick <laughs> aside there that I was like, oh, man, yeah, that's something that stands out in this journey that I like. I'll never forget sure. just driving to Dallas or mm-hmm. Austin or wherever on those days and just and like praying and like, oh, my gosh, what is going to happen? Now? Right. That's <laughs> so scary. Well, I think those those experiences also lead up to helping you just grow in areas where you didn't know you needed to grow. And that's, oh, that's what really helps in the long term. So, yeah. well, I really appreciate you taking the time out of your day today, Jake, and just yeah. really sharing your heart and your story. Uh, I'd love to give you a moment just to share. If you have any social media handles, website, anything like that you'd like to share for listeners to kind oh, of yeah, follow up, that'd be great, a great time to do. Yeah. Uh, so if you want to kind of check in on us, um, our Instagram is, is, uh, at his grace productions. Uh, and our website is his grace productions.com. So pretty easy to find me. Um, and same thing on, on Facebook. Um, but yeah, that's, that's a good way to connect. We're, we're looking at, uh, doing more YouTube channels, but, uh, need to get that kind of set up and everything. So still sure. pressing on. Yeah. Well, again, thanks for joining the Matthew talks podcast. That's going to be it for this episode. Everybody hope you guys like this. Make sure you follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Uh, the Matthew talks podcast. You can find us on all social platforms and on Spotify and iTunes. We'll check you on the next episode. Hey everybody. Thank you guys for joining us for the Matthew talks podcast. Uh, I want to encourage you to make sure that you don't forget to subscribe to our Facebook, our Instagram or YouTube channel at official Matthew talks. And you can also find our website at matthewtalks.com. And then don't forget to subscribe on any platform where you listen to your podcast so you can stay up to date. This has been a Rogue Media Network production.